0: Well, hello, hello everybody, and thanks for tuning into the Storytelling Alchemist show. Pretty excited about having my guest tonight because um, she's talking about healing work, which obviously, if anybody's watched my show, is my my uh, my thing. I really like to talk about healing, healing the soul, healing, uh, you know, anything physically, stuff like that. And she has some very comprehensive work that we're going to be talking about. And honestly, I've seen a lot of work. And I've seen a lot of books. This book goes into um, pretty much anything you can think of. It's called The Spiritual Freedom Techniques. Um, And I'm excited to talk about with our guest, Jen Ward, about her her work. And I'm going to bring her on right now. Hi, Jen. How are you?
1: Hi, Jeremy. Great. How are you doing?
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, Yeah, so Spiritual Freedom Techniques. When I first started uh, looking at your book, I thought, wow, this is similar to emotional freedom techniques. Then I realized it's not. <laughs>
1: <Thank you. laughs>
0: There's a lot more, a lot more to it. And could you talk about um, maybe what got you into this world and what, what got you into such deep work to help people with their healing, their life healing, their soul healing?
1: Um, well, I started later in life as a massage therapist. And when I went into the, um, in the classes, I figured, I realized that I could move energy with my intentions. Like they, they would share like different modalities like cranial sacral or um, um, uh, meridian points and stuff. And I figured out really early that if I put my intention in the body, I could actually move their energy through the body with my intentions. So we were like symbiotic in that way. And at the same time, I was going to a um, healer who had was using tappings and emoting sounds like I emote sounds. And um, and I realized there was a glass ceiling kind of on what he was able to tell me. And so so I was able to like make the leap to what was the next step that wasn't part of his protocol. Because part of what I do is like, Everyone is different. There's some issues that are the same. But but a lot of what's an individual is like so unique and different that you can't use. For me, I can't use just a protocol. Um, it's not a formula. It's, everybody is so unique. And so I, I learned how to um, develop taps that would take people beyond the limitations of what other tappings that um, I was introduced to.
0: That's you brought up some really cool points. Uh one, my massage therapist, which I hope she's watching right now because she likes should watch my show. Mm-hmm. She does one of the exactly what you talked about. She can feel herself moving energy in people's bodies. Yeah. And that's how it got her more intrigued, like you, into going deeper and trying to figure out well, what's going on? How does this working? You know, all that kind of stuff. And what I really like, I mean, I studied um other forms of tapping. EFT many, many years ago, and when I, same thing you're talking about, I found to me, yeah, I guess it could, it wasn't necessarily limiting, uh, and I could do a lot, but I felt like I was doing a lot of yeah. this, going around and on the hands and stuff like that, and I felt like in order to teach that to somebody that's really trying to do some healing work, that was really complex, right. you know, and, and trying to remember all the type. but what I love about, and I'm just going to kind of open up in the book, um, is, you know, going into um you know healing energy you go into you go into a bunch of different stuff like removing all genetic diseases
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then you give you give in I release carrying the pain and disease of all my ancestors in all moments and the, this is something big that we as healers know that um people bring in karmic stuff through their karmic lines and so their their, uh, their energy lines or their um uh, line, fa- uh, family lines and stuff like that and that affects them and i think that's something really big because not a lot of healers address that oh
1: well for me I, i'm able to read akashic records really easily and um so so when i um when someone comes to me in pain i immediately go to the worst case scenario i go to that past lifetime where the initial injury happened and there are some things like a neck issue uh, a sore neck Is usually one of four things in general, like a um, a decapitation, uh, 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 getting hung, um, getting your neck snapped, or getting choked to death. So those are the four bases to start with and stuff. And then um, I actually see, I actually see the the scenario of what's happening, like in this one client. I saw that she was like a queen and she was being executed in front of her people. And, she, and after I did the release, she said, mm, it's funny, I've been collecting tiaras my whole life. I have my own collection of tiaras. So obviously that lifetime was like impacting her. So so I've developed different protocols. Those images that I see are, I, I call engrams. And they're etched in your soul and they, we relive we, we them out of habit. So, what I've learned to do is to actually help your your mind, which is a 3D printer, to release beyond the ego. See, so the ego, I could say, like, I released a past life of drowning or whatever until I'm going to my face, but the ego isn't going to listen to that, right? It's going to say, no, you can't do that. You're ridiculous, and it'll put you, subjugate you back into um, victim mode. So, what the the tapping does is it bypasses the ego's permission and it taps into the 3d um the 3d printer of the mind that, which can manifest anything i call it tapping into your inner gandhi so mm-hmm. a lot of the tasks um i'm doing now because i've been doing it so much i just shift consciousness for the collective not only for the individual and on my on my youtube page genuine healing i I have lots of samples of sessions that I've done for people and then people who are out there who can't get to me for a private session can actually do the tabs along with someone else and um, benefit from that.
0: So basically, um, I think you really said something really cool. I thought that was really cool because the tapping kind of, in a way, if I'm understanding this correctly, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's kind of given the monkey mind something to do.
1: Um, well, it's doing more than that. It's actually, it's actually, um, so so your body is always through your breath. It's scanning the body for what's wrong, and and the outtake. It's like fixing it, and it's going doing this process all the all the time. That's why breath is so important. But you, in this in this modern area era, there's so much there's so much that needs to be fixed. That what you're doing is just you you telling the the um, brain that this is first priority, so you oh. put in whatever you say in that statement at the top of the list. And people, when they do the taps with me or oh. on their own now, even they can feel a shift in their energy. And there's some reactions and and trig, um, telltale signs that it's working. They'll either have resistance, or they'll like um, start getting tired, or they'll get like feel or they'll feel joy or they'll they'll have some kind of physical or physiological reaction to it which tells them that there's something to what they're doing
0: Mm. very cool so it brings it to the forefront or that makes Mm -hmm. it the priority in the body and the mind and everything
1: that's that's
0: really cool that's really cool yeah
1: and um yeah so so the tapping um the tapping is part of us. We're already empowered beings. We just have been trained and conditioned that we're not. So so what this SFT tapping that I share is an upgrade in the individual. So in a couple generations, maybe we don't need to tap anymore. Maybe we'll believe in our own sense of self enough to just put the intentions out there and know and command our omnipotence to realize that it will happen instead of, like, like coming from the victim consciousness, which most of us do these days still.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Unless we started doing our work, and then we may go into the victim, I don't know if you agree with this, we may go into that victim mindset, but if we've done a lot of work, then we're, then we're going to change that and recognize it pretty quickly and yes. then start working on it.
1: Yes, that's true as long as the work takes us in the right directions. Now, now there's this thing I call the spiritual elite. And there's people out there that want to be worshiped and admired for their for their know-how or whatever, and they would rather gain followers than to help the individuals become empowered. So mm-hmm. you have this this um yeah. mentality where um, people are programmed to just follow along or find a guru or find someone to be better than them that they can like give their power to. And so the SFT tapping protocol and everything that I do is to to shift that because I came into this life such an um, unpowerful person that, that it hurts me to think of people giving up their spiritual power. And a lot of stuff that we're trained is accurate, even in the spiritual realms, is like misinformation. And so it's important that you listen to your own gut and ask questions about yourself because everyone is different. And my truth it may not be your truth. Like um like even like dream symbols like my my experience with water may be different than someone's who's drowned in it. So when you have an experience where a symbol of like when water comes through, it means different things to different p- people. Does that make sense?
0: No, it totally does. I You said a lot of really awesome stuff there. You mentioned um, that you came into this life, not very empowered, um, right. you know, and that we are, all, you've also mentioned we're all empowered beings, but we we've been led to believe or programmed to believe that we're not. And then you're talking about different experiences, because one of the things that's very disempowering to people is I talk about my experience and then somebody else talks about their experience and they may differ, or they're really the same thing, but they're talking about it differently. Right. And so therefore, internally, we may, we start to think, well, maybe I'm doing it wrong. And uh, I remember years, maybe 25 years ago, sitting in psychic development classes when I first started out on this and... Everybody would talk about all these great profound messages that they were getting. Mm-hmm. And I was just sitting there going, I don't, I'm not getting anything. And then mm-hmm. I realized that it's because that's not the way I get it. Yes.
1: <laughs> so so you want an example of that? Yeah. When I was in the spiritual group, it was a big deal to like try to get out of your body, right? Oh my gosh. And only a handful of people could really have the outer body experiences that were expected if you were a spiritual being, right? so and then the rest of us felt like failures it's only occurred to me recently that we don't have to leave their body where we are in our beingness is the center of the universe and the people who had tried so hard to get out of the body had to get out because they weren't feeling good in their beingness they were trying to escape it so it's a form of spiritual escapism where you and i innately know that this is our universe so what we do is we expand our consciousness right where we are and realize we don't have to be in or out we're everywhere at once so we're Mm -hmm. not trying to escape anything
0: it's funny you should say that probably like 15 years ago that that occurred to me and i was like and i said that in a group and they all were like (laughs) 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 <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you, mean you don't get out of your body i'm like why when i'm supposed to be at center and then now of the moment in this existence here right now and they're like but no this is how we go up to the different dimensions and i said i'm not saying you're wrong i'm just saying this is how
1: i experience it they're wrong because you can be in i mean like we I, know. Know. <laughs> I know i know it's good that we can say that out loud right now, and we won't get too much hate mail from
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: <laughs> um, I, <laughs> well, it's interesting. Even if when you we went outside the realms of, you know, back in the 90s, when we went outside of the realms of Reiki, people mm-hmm. were like, what are you talking about? Reiki's the only thing. And I'm like, it's one thing. Mm-hmm. And they made me go about different directions to do something similar. And it's um, it's really interesting, but I think that one of the most profound things that was ever taught to me is that if you say one thing is the only thing, then you limit yourself from understanding uh, other ways of looking at it. And I always just think that that's really really powerful, and that's how I learned about things. Well, you have to have an open mind to have a, a show, anyways, and then to look at other things. But you mentioned Akashic records, and so mm-hmm. I have a couple friends that do. Akashic Records um, readings, and one does Akashic read, uh, Records therapy, but do you think that that's only for a limited view, or is that something nope. that uh, other people can do?
1: So if you don't believe in past lives, do you mean to come and have a session with me? That kind of like to have you?
0: Well, it can everybody do or touch their own Akashic Records or read their own? Absolutely. Or,
1: yeah. You want to exercise to practice it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah.
1: so this is how um, the adepts, I call my spirit guides the adepts, because they're not like the typical you know, um, ones that everyone goes to. They like to remain anonymous because they're not ego-based. And as soon as you give them an identity, then people put them on a pedestal and they repel them. So they don't like to be associated with their identities, even though they have them. Well, anyways, they taught me in... Um, High school, I would sit in the mall and people watch. And I could watch someone come in, walking towards me, and there would be like an older woman. I could see her as younger or like a baby. I could see what it was going to be like when it was older. And if you do that more and more, it's practicing. You're actually going into those records and practicing um, reading them. It's almost like a ABCs of learning the Akashic Records.
0: I feel like you and I have had very similar journeys in a sense. Uh-huh. I've never done that, but I used to sit out. I live in Tampa, Florida, and there's a little area called uh, Ybor City. Mm-hmm. And we used to, me and a friend, used to sit on Seventh Avenue, and we would watch people come by, and we'd feel their energy, <laughs> and so we'd we'd start talking about you know what we were you know feeling and seeing and stuff like that. It was really powerful, but that's a really good practice. Yeah. Um, you know, connecting with people, yeah, and allowing yourself to really connect with them.
1: And people, people tap into their past lives all the time. I mean, everything you are is a compilation of everything you've ever been. So you have likes, you have favorite places, you have fears. And I tell people if they're afraid of something, it's not something that's looming in their future. That everything they're afraid of is something that's already happened. And um, so so once you shift vantage points and realize that you've already been through it, realize you don't need the experience anymore and just benefit from that and, and um, try to, like, figure out, see, use your imagination to figure out what the scenario could be that would be that scary. And then that would be something that you would create your own SFT taps with.
0: So people can create their own uh, SFT tapping.
1: That's the whole point. Stuff. That's yeah. the whole point. Is everyone? I, I try to make everyone be empowered in their own beingness, so they don't have to spend thousands of dollars going to the psychic who's t- going to tell them they're going to die or something. There's there's unethical practitioners everywhere yeah, who are taking advantage of people, and and that's that's bothersome. So with the SFT protocol, people strengthen their own spiritual identity, so they don't have to defer defer to others. Like, like with the work I do in private practice, I do like one session with someone usually, and I give them tons of homework. And with the SFT worksheets that are on my website, genuinehealing.com with a J, and they can download those, those worksheets, like it, it, what the one is called the energetic cleanse. And they can put anyone who's been a problem to them, an ex, an ex-boss, an ex-lover, a rapist, Anyone who's antagonized their life, anything, person, place or thing, put it in the worksheet and do all the taps that, and, and with the instructions on that one thing and they can feel a relaxing of their energy. It's pretty profound.
0: Hmm. That is really profound. And I love you're saying a lot of things that I think that I, I wish I could see a lot more in, in the spiritual world. I'm not saying that there's not a lot of wonderful people out there what I'm saying is that you're saying a lot of things about empowering others, giving people the tools. Um, and you're not claiming to be. You also even said one really strong thing that I've always believed in is um, I've never, you know, way back in the beginning, I would name my guides. But mm-hmm. then it occurred to me one day why? Why do I? That's a human thing. Mm-hmm. They can really care less. And so they just want that connection with me. And so. And that's more of that, you know, kind of like giving myself a. That's almost like trying to give myself a spiritual guru of some kind. Absolutely. And then, and then we need to empower ourselves. You've said a lot about empowerment, to be able to find our own answers, know, and, and able to find our own. Um, you know, it's okay. You know, we need might we might need a guide to help us in the beginning, but a lot of times we have the answers anyways. They're just helping us find our own answers.
1: Well, so, actually. You and I are the guides. Everyone who helps someone else is a guide. We're yep. each other's guides. And so when we reject someone because of an opinion or, or a judgment, then we're 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 cutting off our own ability to be guided. Um one of the funny things about what I do is like um I get a lot of like um people who are looking for the perfect, like the warrior with a chiseled arms and stuff who wants to be the perfect healer and the dynamic and then i'm like right there in their face in plain sight the squeaky voice you know um no college education and stuff and i'm I'm spouting this wisdom to them that they're benefiting from and that they can't accept it because i the pr- persona they see is flawed and it's so hysterical i could almost feel the adepts laughing their asses off at that, you know, it's like <laughs> y- you're so blindsided and stuff. This is what you're looking for. We introduce you to her and you won't listen because you don't accept the package.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, um, and then, well, and I don't know if you noticed this too, if it's not, if you're, what you're doing is not perfectly packaged and if they don't understand it, then it's hard for them to resonate with. And I found that, a long time ago because i used to do readings and Mm -hmm. you know psychic fairs and stuff like that and because i i really couldn't describe you know i wasn't necessarily doing tarot or numerology or any of that kind of stuff people were like well what does he do Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't know people sit down with me and things you know things just start coming out Mm -hmm. but really what i'm doing is working with your soul and uh and so it was really hard for them to fathom that and and people would shy away from that, much like you're talking about the package. But I also think, I don't know if you agree, people come to us that are supposed to be with us. You know, the the ones that are willing, that are willing to do the work with you and mm-hmm. do their homework, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and the things you give them, do you find that those are the ones you end up coming to you in the first place? Yeah. Well,
1: so, so a little bit of that is, that's true, but I also see a little bit of limitation. So I think that everybody's starving for what we do. Everybody's starving for the truth, and they're praying at God in whatever form that they know to to connect with such truth. So um, I don't let that glass ceiling of some people are, because it's a form of judgment, very subtle, like, oh, that they can get it, they can't. So so what I try to do is meet them where they are, wherever they are. And if people don't believe in past lives, that's fine. They can just, um, someone that I, I just had an interview with recently called the ancestral patterning, that we have the patterns of our ancestors within us. Oh, yeah. They don't have to believe in the past lives, and that's fine. But, the, but I'm seeing something, and if that helps you, mm-hmm. then who cares what it's called?
0: Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I think you mentioned. We have to kind of meet people where they're at, too,
1: Absolutely.
0: and use the language that they understand. Yeah. And you know, well, who cares if some lady finds Jesus to be, um, pro- you know, really powerful for her? but well, we can tell her that you know that person or that being wants her to be empowered. You know, what does it matter as long as she finds empowerment in healing at the same time? And that leads her down that path. You know, I've always felt that's uh, a really, um, I think you're, I I agree with you that we have to kind of meet people where they're at. It doesn't matter what we call it. And
1: and what I find is interesting is um, that Jesus in his time, he would be thinking and speaking more like you and I than what people think that Jesus would say. So it's kind of hysterical. He'd be, someone would be, Having an interview with right now and hanging out with, and because of our our comfort level with him, it feels like it's an irreverence when it's not. It's that's what that's what the adepts want you to do. Is they don't want you to put them on a pedestal because as soon as you put someone on a pedestal, it repels you from your own spiritual empowerment.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've always I always say, don't put me on a pedestal because I'll fall off absolutely <laughs> <laughs> because i'm i'm you know i make mistakes and or i'll make a mistake in your mind even if i don't even see it as a mistake and then i'll fall off and then you'll be disappointed and so um and that's just one of
1: those things so but the thing is that um like in your energy you have such a pure open loving heart and um there's people will respond to that open heart more than they will anything else because that's what they're starving for is that
0: connection like that so yeah i agree with you i think that sometimes even i get into this too where i start to overthink how especially when i'm presenting or Mm -hmm. you know going out and teaching and i start getting really kind of too much into my head and i found that if i just much like yourself get up there and speak from my heart that's what people really really want people want a connection and people want to be inspired and you know and then when they you see shifts and then like they start crying or they start really having you can see the shift in their brain <laughs> you know you see it's like starting to move in the in the roar i think that's that's really the amazing work so
1: absolutely um i i want to point out that another purpose for the sft um, um, work is that we've started these and this has taken me by surprise with people want to be SFT facilitators, which is great because there's so many people like yourself who's not locked into a modality and can't describe the expansiveness of what they do in like, you know, beyond Reiki, whatever. It's not one modality like that. So what happens is they can use the SFT and they can, you know, as long as they're um pure they can be an SFT facilitator because it's really easy to lead someone through the tabs when you can pinpoint an issue and just watch. I I, I um, invite you to try that with someone and see how beautifully it works with them.
0: Yeah, um, most definitely. Most definitely. Well, can I take a second to show your website real quick?
1: I'd love in that. The, Thank you.
0: Well, I want to jump in everybody because I want to show you uh, her website. There's a lot of great um, stuff on it. Just give me one second. I'm going to pull that up. All right. So um, this is, a, I think it's genuinehealing.com, mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier. And where is the, here's, is this where all the protocols are? Uh, SFT tapping protocols? Yes. Something else you mentioned as well.
1: The energetic so, cleanse is the um, one of them. And this the one most popular. And then, um, yeah. And then they can download it at the bottom. And there's four protocols that people can use. And um, that one's really important. That one started out as the energetic divorce. So when people were, I thought it was um, like when people broke up, I thought it was really um, not necessary for them to be enemies. The, people, the, the reason why people fight with people when they're breaking up with them is they're trying to put the, get their energy back and um, create a boundary with that person. And they don't have to do it through anger they can do it through these taps and that way they don't have to lose that love and connection they can just create that separate separation and energy and maintain their sovereignty and their um their benevolence with that person so that's really important and then it also works with like like the rape victim or someone who's like been a victim of any way you can actually because I had this situation in the past where someone like beat me up and they put, they shoved their anger into my body and it, I didn't have um, the right kind of energy workers that were able to help me pull it out, And so eventually I, I think I, I used my own protocol to get the anger out to the degree it needed to get out of that, because that anger changed my whole personality and once i got it out i could go back finally finally but i struggled for decades with that anger in me and finally i could get back to my kinder essence instead of um wearing that that junk in me that wasn't mine anyway i think that's what rape victims go through
0: yeah of course because that that essence of all that anger and, and messed up energy is all over them and uh, so it's more than just the violation. It's 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 a whole lot of whole lot of things. But I just you know there you know definitely for everybody, go to her website and look at these protocols because there's a lot of um, really cool stuff on here. And then um, there's stuff about Jen and most importantly, um, her books.
1: Yeah, She's got a lot of
0: great books on here.
1: So this the, the SFT is the second edition, which I highly recommend getting it off my website because my fiance Marvin who who's editing all my books now and he he was really good at forcing me to put all my experience of all the taps back into that weren't quite in there in the original and so so there's a lot of like from all the clients I've done everything I learned from them and all the wisdom that I learned from each client because everyone has their own story is now infused back in the second edition so i highly recommend that one and we call it we call it a textbook for life because it can help with anything it can help with um not only your own personal growth but if you have those people around you who are pulling at you you can you can just um you can just give them the taps to do for their issue and then then you can prevent them from dumping on you then because if they're not gonna do the tasks for themselves or not do that work with you, then they really don't wanna be better, do they? They just wanna use you as a dumping ground. So it Mm -hmm. affords that that boundary that people are are looking for so they can politely refuse the dumping without looking like a jerk.
0: Mm. Wow, wow, very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody go to Genuine Healing. Um, dot com, and then go to the books and the protocols. Well, also get to know Jen, look at her, and it looks like you have a blog on here, yeah, uh, and a lot of amazing things. But uh, definitely go and check out Jen's because there's a lot of great, useful information on there for your own healing, yeah. And to be quite honest with you, uh, everybody that's watching, you know, hey, we all need healing, even the healers need healing, yes. and uh, yeah. we're constantly working on ourselves, so yeah, so.
1: Is, is there any way you can pull up my YouTube page too? Because there's like. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me. That would be great uh, to show.
0: Yeah, let me see if I can find it in the links that was sent to me. If not, I'll just look it up. How's that?
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: yeah, of course. Um, would it wouldn't be under uh, spiritual freedom techniques?
1: It would be under genuine healing with a J. Okay. I have three different um, offerings for people. I have the private sessions. I have conversations with dynamic people. And I also have um, a Jenner Jammies, which is a lighthearted kind of entertaining. I love that. It it was a brainchild of my my fiance, because he's so straight forward um business and the dichotomy of us together are the opposite polarities is hysterical (laughs) because i'm like just out there and he's straight laced and he's trying to follow what i'm saying and he's not getting it all and he's like struggling it's kind of amusing yeah
0: okay awesome well yeah so i I just subscribed everybody so subscribe to her channel when you get there
1: Thank (laughs) thank you
0: And so I'm just gonna go under videos.
1: hmm So so right. the you can see the Jen and the Jamies All three are up there. Jen and the jammies, and then a the conversation with Jen where I'm half me and half Madam Blavatsky.
0: This one? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like and, that. So this the one, this one, and then this the,
1: one? Um, and then the one with the pink one is that's the private sessions. Yeah. Okay so that's marvin that's my fiance trying to make sense of me <laughs>
0: <laughs> well like don't analyze me honey <laughs> no it's okay
1: he's great he's not patronizing <laughs> at all <laughs> <I didn't know>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny well i was going to ask you that question because i know in the um in the press kit it mentions that uh being the incarnation of uh, Madam Blavatsky, and how did you come about that um, in your um, your studies and, and discovering yourself?
1: Well, it was later. It was after I went through massage oh, no. therapy school. Um, it was before I spent a year, the, the sociopath locked me up, starved, and tortured me. And that's when I went through enlightenment. So it was before I went away to be have that experience with the sociopath. I was looking on the internet and I saw this picture of her and the adepts told me that was you. And I didn't know who she was and stuff, but she looked like my sister and my niece. And I thought, I'm not her, she's too homely. <laughs> and so I didn't want to be her and stuff. So I was in denial. But then when I came back and um, that was before I had any healing abilities or writing abilities. And, and later I had her book and I was holding it up Next to my face, and and my cousin, has jaw dropped, and I look exactly like her, and and then um, I got a compliment the other day. Is like this woman was really angry with me, and she says, "You say one thing one minute, and you say something else another minute," and it was it, to her it seemed like the biggest insult, and it was like that's the same thing they they said about Madame Blavatsky. But there were, there's a lot of coincidences, Um, like her first book, Isis Unveiled, was published in my hometown, which I didn't realize, and that bookstore is still there. And I went in there one day, and it was such a surreal thing. There was a really older gentleman, really tired, and he was like, hit his feet up, and you couldn't, he couldn't be bothered with anybody, right? And my friend was trying to tell him that this was my book and whatever, and he just, tuned her out and stuff, and I thought, okay, he's not interested, and then I went, walked by his desk to, like, um to, just to leave, to leave, he jumped up like he was 20, and held his hand out, like he was, like, greeting me, like he was waiting there all this time, 100 years, just, just to reconnect with me, and he was almost keeping a promise to keep something going or something, it was one of those surreal kind of experiences, and, um, she, she also said something about Rochester in that first edition is that Rochester would, was going to be um, a, a portal or a vortex for a higher consciousness to come flooding into the, the, the physical world. And I think that's what I do with the tapping and all the work I do. And um, she also talked about this wrapping. And I didn't know it until... Um, recently and and it's like the rap and she was talking about the tapping that I do so there were all these things and and she talks about how special Australia is how it's like the um it's the place of a second Lemuria and what's interesting is um when I met my fiance Mark well we didn't meet yet because of COVID and everything but when we connected we both had half of the same dream my dream was to um create this healing force where I view my healing abilities in the trees, and people relearn how to um, communicate with trees like they used to do before the pagan genocide, before all goddess energy was, was um, killed out of us. That's why we're so afraid to be tree huggers because it's, it brings up the fear of that genocide that happened and the crusades that followed after that and the dark ages that we still have been in since until we embrace our female energy. So um I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about Madame
0: Blavatsky and your connection your uh you know your life okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: okay thank you. So um so Marvin has the other half of that dream of like having this community that's like self-sustaining and stuff and teaches people, re-educates them on accountability with the earth and 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 that spirituality, that nuts and bolts spirituality of your own integrity. And so we realized that we had half of the, each had half of the same dream. And then I was going to buy this land for my forest here. I, I was growing my own forest around my yard. And and then we decided that I would move to Australia and and combine our, our dreams. And so the, the healing force that I had here Actually one of my clients um came and, and took it to Vermont. So now the Genuine Healing Forest 1.0 is in Vermont. And I'm now free to like move to be with Marvin and Wadanga when um when the COVID opens up the borders.
0: Wow. Wow. Yeah. That is a really cool connection and how it's really taking you um well, it seems like it's taking you on a journey too, to of discovery.
1: Absolutely, yeah. there's another connection because he he's really into having fruit trees on our on our property. He's really excited about that. And in in Madame Blavatsky's life, she was a uh, um, she practiced botany, so she was doing that with the trees. It's almost like she was preparing for this lifetime all along and i asked a psychic once because i you know you don't say you're a famous person because that's like you know (laughs) that's ridiculous like but then i asked the psychic and he um he pulled up this quote from her mother in that lifetime and her mother now madame blavatsky had a really entitled lifetime then and but the mother said poor helena poor helena I just dread the life she's gonna go through. It's horrible. And she had had a pretty good life. So the mother was talking about the life I've been through because this lifetime has been a literal hell on earth as preparation for the work I do now.
0: Well, it sounds like you're finding a really, a pretty amazing guy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> he is. Watch and Watch him squirm. It's so fun. People find it entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah, I used to. Do, I did used to do, uh, be a guest on a show where the husband was a skeptic, mm-hmm. and the wife was a. Uh, she did uh, light lo- light language, mm-hmm. and he didn't understand a word she did. But he didn't understand anything she did. But he loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the show, he would really ask a lot of questions partially because he was curious and partially because he really didn't believe in it and uh, or he was really trying to understand so he was less a uh of a naysayer than he was just trying to comprehend what we were doing and what we were talking about. And I thought it was a cool, cool relationship,
1: so. So so that's what Marvin brings to the books. So this, the second edition that I have here is because Marvin took, he said, this is so funny. This is another connection to Madame Blavatsky even though he thinks of it as not flattering. He says, I write like English is my second language. And, of course, she like wrote in Russian and stuff, so it's kind of funny that he said that. But what he does is he, he edits my work so anyone can understand it and comprehend it, so they don't have to speak the light language, as, as you were saying. They can just understand it. And There's a term that they use in Australia. I probably won't say it because it is common dog-f language. Is an Australian term. Okay. You've never heard that, right? I never
0: heard (laughs) I never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems like I I, for everybody get get this book because I felt like I'm gonna start studying it a lot too, because in my work, you know, when I'm working with people and touching into their past lives, their records or whatever, and you know, we see something that's really affecting them um and all of the things that they've tried is not working mm-hmm. you know all their uh, affirmations and all that kind of stuff don't working why not try something different and yeah. and see the difference that it will be in in your life and in, in other people's lives and i think that that um you know, so definitely check out spiritual freedom techniques.
1: Yeah, because can I just? I must say,
0: have the uh I must have the galley copy.
1: No, no, oh. no, that's the first edition. We oh, I okay. we just got the new edition out. That's why we're so excited about it, and and people are just it's trying to get that. But about about when you read people's past lives, um what I find is if you just tell them what it is, the the ego will get a more 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 enthralled with the drama and the story of it instead of releasing it. So in some ways, it like just enlivens it and brings it into the present even more. Like, oh, I did that? Oh, wow. And instead of like, I, I personally don't give them a lot of details. I get the worst of it. I get to see the rapes, the murders, the executions, the decapitations, all of that. And I spare them from that because if they could handle it, they would handle it. So the fact that they're not is okay they can stay um pure in the physical and not have to deal with it and just do the taps and release it and not have to bring it into the sacred moment if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense or then they go i was not a very nice person in a past right you should be not you should back up a little bit i've actually seen that before and i'm like you just took that and Never mind. <laughs> so, well, um, Jen, this is great. Thank you so much for coming on the show um, and uh, really just benefiting. Any last minute wisdom that you'd like to give the listeners before we kind of end, end the show tonight?
1: So, um, truth and love resonate at similar frequencies. So, if you don't see enough love in the world, it's because there's not enough truth. So if you want more love, bring more truth into the world, if that's easier than giving love.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Um, lots of great guests coming on uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, my, my guest next week is a good friend of mine that hasn't been on the show probably in about five years. Um, it'll be a recorded show because she's in India. And um, 10 o'clock her time, my, or my time would be very early in the morning for her. But it's rashmi Kilnani, and uh, we'll be talking about her work um because she's moved from england back to india so that was uh, i didn't know that we hadn't talked in a few years so anyways great show coming on and uh everybody be blessed and thank you for watching the show and have a great week